You can count on one hand the amount of professional wrestling debuts that are not just remembered, but whose stars go on to become both wrestling and Hollywood megastars. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is arguably at the top of that list, having both a memorable debut in the world of professional wrestling and not doing too badly for himself on the streets of Tinseltown. It wasn't all plain sailing for the youngster, however. Prior to his famous debut at the business end of 1996, it took four tryout matches for the man who would eventually become The Rock to convince the World Wrestling Federation to sign him. While wrestling as Flex Cavana for Jerry Lawler's USWA, the megastar in waiting competed under his real name to best the Brooklyn Brawler on the March 10th, 1996 WWF Superstars taping. He then lost to Body Donna Skip in a dark match on the March 11th Monday Night Raw, triumphed over David Haskins in another dark match on the August 19th Monday Night Raw, and fell to Owen Hart in a third dark match prior to the August 24th WWF Superstars. After impressing management enough to earn a contract, Johnson was quickly repackaged using the first and last names of his father and grandfather respectively, and on November the 17th, 1996, a young, fresh-faced Rocky Maivia breezed onto the WWF stage at Survivor Series with colourful tassels and a toothy grin that would soon turn the audience against him. Teaming with wrestling legend Jake the Snake Roberts, Mark Rowe and the stalker Barry Windham to battle Jerry the King Lawler, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Goldust and Crush, the upstart Maivia shocked the world when he fought from underneath to become the sole survivor of the contest. From day one, it was obvious that Maivia was destined for greater things. Following his debut, the green and grinning Samoan was pushed down audiences' throats ad nauseum, and fans soon began to revolt, not appreciating being told who they should cheer and who they should jeer. Hearing the boos shortly after his debut, Maivia suffered his one and only loss until January 1997, when he battled Vader on a house show in Quebec, Canada on November the 21st. On the December the 1st, 1996 WWF Superstars, the burgeoning rock was given an offer most newbies would find it hard to refuse. During an in-ring interview with Kevin Kelly, the former defensive tackle for the Miami Hurricanes was approached by legendary manager Jim Cornette and offered a contract which he tore up. The refusal of aid was followed by a string of victories over the best mid-car talent the company had to offer, including Salvatore Sincere, Goldust and Justin Hawk Bradshaw in order for Maivir to prove his worth to an audience still reluctant to accept him. The name Rick Bogner won't be familiar to most wrestling fans, however the designation of Razor Ramon will. After original bad guy Scott Hall left the WWF in the spring of 1996, alongside best friend Kevin Diesel Nash, and settled across the water in World Championship Wrestling, the World Wrestling Federation decided to continue with their intellectual property, despite it being obvious anything other than the original would be a mere parody. Deciding Glenn Jacobs, the man who would soon find greater fame as Kane, would step into the shoes of Nash, it was then decreed that the former FMW Brass Knuckles heavyweight champion Rick Bogner would portray the beloved Razor Ramon. The Ballard of Impostors began on the September 6, 1996 Raw Championship Friday, when a heel Jim Ross announced to a thrilled WWF crowd that Razor Ramon and Diesel were on their way back to the WWF. Following weeks of hype and promise, the faithful were left irate and disappointed 
when the tribute acts arrived in the company in your house mind games. After Jose Lothario had downed Jim Cornette in 57 seconds, the cameras then cut backstage to the pair assaulting Savio Vega. It soon became apparent why the promotion had decided to bring back the characters with different faces. Unfortunately, despite his competitive background in the business and his knack for nailing the character of Ramon, Bogner couldn't hold a candle to Scott Hall between the ropes. The pair began as enhancement talent for the likes of Savio Vega, Steve Austin and Jake Roberts on television and house shows, before stealing victories from Bob Holly on the October the 20th WWF Superstars, Aldo Montoya and Barry Horowitz on the November the 3rd WWF Superstars, and Mark Moreau on the November the 11th Monday Night Raw. They were also featured at that year's Survivor Series, teaming with Farouk and Vader in an awful outing against Yokozuna, Flash Funk, Savio Vega, and an extremely past it, Jimmy Snooker. Racking up seven straight victories over the expendable Grim Twins, Razor and Diesel challenged WWF Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith after weeks of stalking and sneak attacks. After jumping the champions from behind on the December the 15th WWF Superstars, the teams went to war that same night at In Your House 12, with the Camp Cornette members coming out on top. Despite going over the Godwins, the duo became cannon fodder for Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, losing 10 straight bouts to the duo in December 1996. In January 1997, the World Wrestling Federation debuted a brand new television show, Shotgun Saturday Night. In order to be raunchier, grittier and feel more authentic, the decision was made that each episode would initially air from a unique location, such as nightclubs, malls and cafes, with wrestlers often battling on station platforms and escalator steps, while passengers went about their business. On January the 11th, 1997, the second edition of Shotgun Saturday Night aired from the official All-Star Cafe in New York City. In the opening match, Glenn Jacobs' Diesel took on Mark Moreau in a bout that featured outside interference from Bogner's Razor Ramon and the Honky Tonk Man, who at the time was scouting for his next protege. With the referee distracted, Ramon laid into a helpless Moreau on the outside, only to be foiled by Rocky Maivia, who made the save for his Survivor Series partner. Blaming Sable for the eventual loss, Moreau left his valet at ringside and stormed off, necessitating that Maivia once again returned to rescue her from the advances of the self-proclaimed greatest intercontinental champion of all time. However, Mark Moreau soon returned and came to blows with his rescuer for helping Sable. For his efforts, Maivia was granted a bout with Ramon later in the broadcast, in a ring surrounded by a legitimate cafe in the middle of a mall that resembled the set of a children's television show. Though the bout was mostly unremarkable between the ropes, thanks to Maivia's inexperience and Bogner's limited ability, it did feature the return of the honky-tonk man, who attempted to get even with the future great one by attacking him on the floor. As the seven-minute, 30-second clash wore to its conclusion, Maivia managed to reverse a slam attempt into his shoulder-breaker finisher for the victory. Unfortunately for Rick Bogner, the loss would be the final notable thing he did for the company. On February the 20th, he wrestled his last match on a live event in Knoxville, Tennessee. He would, however, retain the blessing to use the Razor Ramon gimmick into 1998, where he competed for AAA and the USWA, where fake Razor and fake Diesel finally went to war. 
The rivalry was used as an excuse to strip Jacobs of the character so he could take up the mantle of Kane in October 1997. One month after defeating Razor Ramon on Shotgun Saturday night, Rocky Maivia would go on to capture the WWF Intercontinental Championship from Hunter Hearst Helmsley on the February 13th, 1997 Thursday Raw Thursday, before waging war on and eventually joining the Nation of Domination later in the year. It would be while with the faction that Dwayne Johnson found the spark that turned him into a wrestling and eventual worldwide megastar.